Hello, welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 2, Episode 73, in which we are going to continue our study of the Come Follow Me materials for this week. Uh, we are covering March the 9th to March 15th, Jacob chapters 1 to 4, Be Reconciled Unto God Through the Atonement of Christ. And we're going to focus on that section of these chapters today uh, with the title of Jacob chapter 4 being in these study materials, I can be reconciled to God through the atonement of Jesus Christ. Um, so we'll begin near the start of uh, Jacob 4. He has come to the end of his uh, discourse to his people about the gross sins that they have committed and the things they need, that they need to change. And Jacob now uh, commentates and narrates a bit about the records that he is writing uh, and also um, begins a build-up uh, toward uh, chapter 5, which of course is the allegory of the olive tree. I mean, really, these two chapters go together, but it is worth looking at chapter 4 as kind of a prelude uh, to what we're about to uh, dig into deeply uh, next week. Uh, so in Jacob chapter 4, verse 2, it says, But whatsoever things we write upon anything, save it be upon plates, must perish and vanish away. But we can write a few words upon plates, which will give our children and also our beloved brethren a small degree of knowledge concerning us or concerning our fathers. So here it is implied that not only are they writing records on these metal plates, but they are also writing other records. But of course, they must keep things that they want us to keep um unperishable or keep you know for the future generations on these metal plates of course we know that the nephites must have written on uh, paper uh, or parchments as well uh, because when we think of the story of um <clears throat> when alma and Am amulek are teaching in ammonihah and the uh, the believers are, are burned along with their scriptures it would be difficult to imagine that other being anything other than paper or parchment uh, and so this again identifies and you know elevates the view that we should have of the Book of Mormon. That not only were they, you know, the, the Nephite people, a studious record-keeping people, but the things that they kept on these plates were the best of the best. They were the things which, of out of everything, they really wanted to keep, you know, sacred. It's those kind of things that you would kind of put in a journal box and lock away and keep safe for future generations to read, rather than the things you you write on a day to day basis. Uh, and so, it just again underlines the importance of this record. Um, and in verse three, they actually point out something quite interesting as to why they wanted to keep these records. He says, now in this thing, we do rejoice and we labor diligently to engrave in these words upon plates, hoping that our beloved brethren and our children will receive them with thankful hearts and look upon them that they may learn joy, learn with joy and not with sorrow, neither with contempt concerning their first parents. The idea of keeping these records was for them to know about their ancestors, was to know about them that came before. And we know that in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that um, looking for our ancestry and learning the stories of our forefathers is something which we take great delight in and something which we find very valuable and can help us come closer to the Saviour as well. Uh, and so the Nephites clearly knew of this uh, principle too. In verses 4 and 6, we then read about... Um, the purpose of prophets. Jacob chapter 4, verse 4, it says, For for this intent we have written these things, that they may know that we knew of Christ, and we had a hope of his glory many hundred years before his coming. And not only are we ourselves had a hope of his glory, but also all the holy prophets which were before us. Um, Jacob is making the points that the holy prophets before them and they and the prophets then, him, in other words, 
uh, have a knowledge of Christ, that they had a joy that Christ would come. President Russell M. Nelson, iron, um, ironically, I mean, he didn't give this talk when he was a prophet. But of course, now he has joined this long line of prophets who testify of Christ, um, said this, quote, Other great prophets of the Book of Mormon, in their own way and time, testified of the divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Among them were the brother of Jared, Jared Zenoch, Naum, and Zenos. Testimonies of Jesus Christ that predated his birth in Bethlehem were also recorded from King Benjamin, Abinadi, Alma the Elder, Alma the Younger, Amulek, the sons of Mosiah, Captain Moroni, the brothers Nephi and Lehi, and Samuel the Lamanite, in a seemingly endless sequence of prophetic proclamations, testimonies of all holy prophets for a great many thousand years before his coming. The Book of Mormon makes the solemn declaration that Jesus is the Christ, our Saviour and Redeemer. Close quote. It makes mention in the next verse about how Abraham and Isaac were a similitude or a foreshadowing of the Saviour's coming. We know that Moses uh, had a number of uh, symbols throughout his ministry which were symbolic of the Saviour coming. Uh, and so all of this has been leading up to the Saviour Jesus Christ um, <clears throat> as the Son of God in his divine role. Jacob chapter 4 verse 6 talks about how these... Um, revelations lead to something he says wherefore he searched we searched the prophets and we have many revelations and the spirit of prophecy and having all these witnesses we obtain a hope and our faith becometh unshaken insomuch that we can truly command in the name of jesus and the very trees obey us or the mountains or the waves of the sea what great faith this is and actually <clears throat> he talks about faith but he also talks about a hope uh, and it's through this that we can truly find the strength uh, in our knowledge of the Saviour. Uh, Robert J. Matthews, in his book uh, commentating about the words of Jacob, said this, quote, Closely associated with having faith is what Jacob calls obtaining a hope in Christ. His phrase of obtaining a hope is more than just having hope and seems to be the assurance or testimony that one has reached a particular state or spiritual condition and a special relationship with the Lord. In all, the word hope appears 50 times in the Book of Mormon and is used by eight different prophets. Jacob, however, is unique in using it in the sense of, of, of obtaining a hope, which is an achievement of something beyond simply hoping. Uh, I think and I've, I've, I've spoken about hope uh, before in a previous podcast. Um, hope is one of those kind of often forgotten uh, principles, I think, when, when we have faith and we have charity and we talk about those quite a lot. We don't seem to talk about hope very much. And Jacob here is obviously highlighting the importance of having a hope, uh, that this hope is the strength that we then have once we build our faith and assurance to then just have that hope in Christ, to know that the blessings that he has will be fulfilled because of the hope which we have uh, in, in him. Um, so <clears throat> Jacob then goes on uh, and talks about how to know the mysteries of God, we need to have you know, the spirit with him or, or, or anyone needs to have the spirit with them to be able to understand the mysteries of God. He says, behold, great and marvelous are the works of the Lord. How unsearchable are the depths of mysteries of him. And it is impossible that man should find out all his, his ways and no man knoweth of his ways, save it be revealed unto him. Wherefore, brethren, despise not the revelations of God. Um, <clears throat> this was said uh, in April, 2008 uh, by Kenneth Johnson, uh, who said this, quote, although spiritual truths may appear less tangible to the, hum to the humble heart, their impact is undeniable. 
It is important to understand that natural laws were not determined on the basis of popularity. They were established and, on, and rest on the bedrock of reality. They are moral ver there are moral also mor <coughs> moral verities that did not originate with man. They are central to a divine plan, which, when discovered and applied, brings happiness and hope on our mortal journey. Close quote. The, the the mysteries of God truly are really unknowable without the Spirit with us. Without and and many things will be unknowable in this life, but we need to understand that, you know, the, the things which are, are we believe are not voted on. They are not you know test. They have not stood the test of time because people voted on it and agreed with it. Otherwise, those things would have changed over time. But the things which we believe have not changed over time because they are rested on the bedrock of moral. Of, of morality that, that is set by the Lord. Um, I think that's a really important point. It's such an important principle, um, which leads on to Jacob chapter four, verse 10, where it says to not counsel with the Lord, to not counsel the Lord, but take counsel from his hand. Um, you know, I think that that is such an important principle as well, that we uh, should not seek to counsel him, uh, but we seek to learn and to develop from the Lord. And then we find that in his own time and in his own way, we will be blessed and led uh, to that di direction. Uh, Richard G. Scott in October, 2000, uh, in October 1999 said this, quote, Sometimes you may feel to complain to the Lord about a challenge that has come into your life through no fault of your own. Jacob taught, Seek not to counsel the Lord, but to take counsel from his hand. For behold, ye, ye yourselves know that he counseleth in wisdom and in justice and in great mercy over all his works. God knows what is best for us. Although we may not understand why we experience some things now, in his timetable we will know and be grateful. Close quote. The Lord has a plan for us. That's why when we discussed prayer recently, we talked about how prayer is a connecting with the Lord's will and not us counseling the lord and asking for blessings that he does not have prepared for us already our heavenly father is so great he's so his blessings are bountiful and he's so merciful and you know once we understand that his true nature we had the sisters over with an investigator yesterday and uh you know they discussed the the nature of god um and who god is and it was just such a great opportunity to have this discussion because it, it again brought tears to my eyes the fact that we know that our heavenly father lives that he knows us so deeply and intimately and has this plan set for us which if we will counsel with him and not to him in our prayers then we can come to know it and be blessed and be happy and have joy and be reconciled to him through the atonement of christ which of course jacob says in verse 11 uh, i hope you've enjoyed the study today if there's anything you've been studying, please, I'd love to hear it at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter or email session at gmail.com with anything you've been studying or any feedback. And of course, you can join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. We're starting to, the, the number of people following is starting to slow down a little bit and I'd love to have more people to share their, their points of view and their discussion. Uh, I, I aim to post something on there every day in relation to what we've studied in the podcast, but but sometimes with a different viewpoint or a different slant. So I hope you uh, take the time to follow uh, and to share in your study. Thank you for listening. And until we meet again.